0: And we're underway. Once again, let's give everyone a big wave. Have everyone here live. Thanks for joining us live. Thanks for everyone who's uh, watching the recording in the Serving Circle, on the podcast, wherever you're watching it. Welcome. I think this is a a topic that I believe is the number one when it comes to following your heart's calling, growing a business, finding ways to consistently make more and more of an impact, more and more income, is this around our own emotional world. And the reason being is because if you do have your, if you do have your emotional mastery stable, no matter what emotion comes up on this journey, if you can consistently process, heal, if you consistently strategize through your emotional, um, challenges emotional opportunities you'll always find creative ways of moving forward i'm not sure who else has who else has found this out but the the only the only real way to consistently move forward is to master your emotions have the level of awareness to move through them and as you move through them resourcefulness comes right resourcefulness comes We've seen many, many speakers over the years, such as like likes of Tony Robbins, love him or hate him. He speaks the the divine truth when he says, your success and your fulfillment isn't from necessarily the resources you have, but the resourcefulness you're able to bring. There's nothing you can't move forward with, with the right amount of courage, patience, passion, determination, love, the more resourcefulness, the more emotional resources you can flow through you, you will always move forward. Chuff hands, who agrees? I'm not sure what's on my top here. There's something on my top. Maybe my top stain. (laughs) I will uh, open the floor in a minute because I know a few of you may have some expertise, some wisdom, some guidance for us. You may have some um, something you can contribute here. So I'm happy to open the floor in a minute. But let's all start by having a deep breath and thinking about what's coming up for you right now. No doubt you've got some challenges in your life, be it relationship, financial, living situation, health. There's always some things that, that may be the biggest challenge for us. There's always some things that are coming up for us that needs our attention. And what I believe is that emotions come along with it. So let's all breathe deep. And I want you to just highlight something that's coming up for you. What's an emotion that's coming up? Whether it's an emotion of sadness or grief or peace or love or frustration or anger, contentment, what's coming up for you. So I think this will be important to highlight for this call. Let's actually type in the chat. What's something you're feeling? What's something that's coming up for you? I know every morning in my meditation, as you guys know, I meditate about an hour every morning in silence. And my intention is to just feel what's there right? To just feel what's there, whatever's coming up organically. My mind may go to a place of, um, you know, may go to what does my mind not want to have happen? And I'll see what's in there. I'll feel into my my money situation, my life situation, living conditions, relationship, everything like that. And my, my main thing is what's coming through me organically. I won't dig deep and try and find something that's uncomfortable for me to feel. I won't go in there and start to, you know, really tease out and say there's something uncomfortable I need to feel, but organically there may be some things that are there for me to feel. And a lot of people I find on this journey of emotional mastery, get it wrong when they try to go to methods and modalities to solve the emotion without processing it so for example i may go to my i may go to my meditation and my mind will say oh my god i'm feeling anxiety or i'm feeling stress i need to go to my meditation to get rid of it right i need to go to my meditation so i can not feel anxiety anymore but if you've been in personal development for a while you know what resists persists as long as we're resisting and or judging an emotion, it is the perfect opportunity to push it down and allow it to grow unconsciously. All right. I said this on the, on a call yesterday, rainbow was there. She'll we able to testify that when you push a, a big beach ball down under the water, what happens? Is there more, is there more pressure or less pressure? There's more pressure, right? The more you try and push it down, the more it tries to push back up. And that's what happens when we try to avoid an emotion, try and resist it, when we judge it, right? Or especially when we're trying to fix it. When we're like, I just want this to leave. So I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to go read this book. I'm going to go exercise. I'm going to go do this thing, right? So I cannot feel this anymore. That's like saying, I don't want to see this ball anymore, so I'm just going to push it down. However, if you're just as okay feeling that uncomfortable emotion as you are feeling a comfortable emotion, if you're just as okay with either scenario, if you're just as okay feeling an uncomfortable emotion for five minutes or 50 minutes or five days or 50 days, if you're just okay for it being there, then you've dropped all resistance and judgment and you've actually brought the ball to the surface where there's no pressure and the ball can just float around the pool near you away from you around you and you're okay with it think of what would happen in your life if you were okay with feeling uncomfortable if you're okay with feeling and processing uncomfortable emotions as they just come up and just hover on the surface. Instead of trying to drop the emotion, do your best to drop judgments and resistance to the emotion. Do we all know what I mean when I say that? If you feel uncomfortable emotion, let's say it's fear. This is the difference between especially growing a business. I saw I said this in the Facebook live yesterday when you have fear around finances and then you go try and market yourself out of desperation. right You're responding because you're like, I don't want to feel this fear therefore I need to market myself. I need to make more money, I need to make more clients. and it's from this place of desperation. It's the perfect scenario for the desperation to continue, right? Because even if you get the clients, even if you make the money, you're still avoiding the emotion, correct? It's putting a band-aid on something that needs to be seen within yourself. So my main question for you today is what needs to be seen? you have anxiety, stress, fear, whatever, any unconscious emotions coming up organically, there's something deeper that needs to be seen. It may be a pattern of needing to make money to feel safe, needing to make money to feel worthy, needing to have a partner to feel like you're fulfilled, feeling like the world doesn't have your back, so you need to go over above and beyond so that you can be okay you don't feel safe in the world what is it what what pattern is there for you to see are we following In main concept instead of trying to avoid or distract yourself or, or react to the emotion we want to process the emotion we want to feel it fully We want to allow it to be there so you can gain access to something that's deeper, right? And there is always something to see that's deeper. I've been on journeys where I've been in silent meditations for two hours a day for two years, and there was always something. I meditate every morning in silence with this intent. There's always something always something we're either attached to something we're avoiding something we're worried about that's guiding us to something deeper right and i believe that we're here to learn love and if we're here to learn love what we're actually accessing in those moments is a deeper form of love for ourselves for others for the world Right, where we're seeing a pattern within ourselves that isn't necessarily love, that isn't necessarily the highest vibration of love we can give in that moment. And that's what's coming up to be seen. So we can access more love. What you're trying to avoid in yourself and in your life will always come up. What you dislike within yourself and in the world will always come up so we can learn that core fundamental uh, truth around unity, consciousness, around universal compassion and unconditional love. That's my view on emotional mastery. Because if you don't do that, what's going to happen? You're just going to consistently resist the same thing and you're go on and down and spiral until you learn the lesson, right? Life is beautifully set up like that. But if you're able to welcome it, heal it, really be present for it and see something that's deeper, you'll access a vibration of more love, of more consciousness, of more compassion, where you can start taking action steps from that place. Makes sense? So before I move to questions, before I open the floor, I want everyone to just take another deep breath. Get comfortable in your seat. Do some belly breathing. And just get conscious with what you feel in your body. And to the best of your ability, allow it. Welcome it. It could be sadness. It could be love. It could be peace. It could be frustration, confusion. Whatever, feel in your body and don't need it to change. Don't try and get it to change. Don't try and fix, don't try and solve, don't try and avoid. Welcome, feel and just breathe. The beauty of this is life is just doing life. Whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, life is allowing this to heal. Your body, when you allow and surrender fully, your body operates like a healing furnace and anything that just comes up to be seen goes through the process of healing. That's what I would like for us to do throughout this call, throughout the rest of the week, throughout the rest of your life. Not to get it perfect, but just have this intent. Okay. Have this intent of just always consistently breathing, feeling, welcoming, surrender to what's coming up, and let yourself off the hook that you don't need to solve it, you don't need to fix it. Life's just showing you what you need to see, and if you truly fi- if you truly know that you're here to grow, even more of an opportunity to welcome it. Cause this is a huge growth opportunity. Now, before I jumped on this call, I reached out to a few people to say, Hey, do you want to be, would you be able to contribute to this uh, topic? Steve was one of them, Steve, let's call upon you first. What do I you feel like that. people need to know about this topic of emotional mastery that's going to help them consistently move forward? So
1: you know, when you first asked me, and this is a topic that I love because when we go through a little bit of a difficult time, we learn new skills. And uh, and then I thought, but what what a room we have. I mean, there's so many people here that I'm just completely, you know, I'm in awe of the, of the ability, the perceptions, you know, Tyson and Ken, I had, we've had in-depth conversations and you guys are doing amazing work. So when it comes down to this idea of, of emotional mastery, it's like, okay, what is, you know, I always like like, dig in. What does it mean? And so I, I was curious about mastery. And it's this idea that, you know, our life is not only based on knowledge, but a skill, right? It's something that we can learn and learn to do better. And when you're a master at something, it just means that you've got practice, right? You've you've tried new things. People that are successful don't always succeed. It's just that they don't give up when they hit failure, right? They just say, oh, so whatever I want is more important than that. And... They don't let it define them. So it's this idea that our emotions are part of our journey. It's like a spice. It makes what we experience beautiful and sometimes painful, but either way is a place for growth. And I think sometimes, you know, we, we put all these prayers out to the universe or to God and say, oh my God, I, you know, I want something. And it's this old story. Like if you pray for patience, you're going to be put in a room with all the possible chaos you can imagine. And When you go back to normal, you'll be like, ah, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> so it's, it's your perception right it's understanding the differences between the two and i think the best thing that we can do in that is self awareness it's it's deciding okay what am i experiencing and understanding what is the base beliefs that i have and what are they triggering within my emotional response once you make that connection there's two questions you can go from there is like is this belief mine is it true for me if it's not true for you you can instantly shed that belief and You don't need any therapy. You don't need any coach. If it's not true for you, it's not true for you. And you can drop that belief. Um, My belief about that was doing dishes. I didn't like doing dishes. When I would go do dishes, I thought, ah, you know, I'm doing dishes again. But what a stupid belief to have. It's so simple. It's such a menial task. But my story goes into transforming into the flow state and then coming into chaos. and And the chaos was about dishes. And I made this choice of you know, I didn't want to get out of this flow state. And it's like, it didn't matter all the the reasons behind, it didn't matter whose dishes they were. I just said, I don't want to be out of this flow state. And I chose to, to go do the dishes and make it an offering and make it a service. When I did that, it shifted. And as, as I'm walking over to do the dishes, and I had every reason to say, oh, it's not justified. They're not my dishes. I was just outside working all day, you know, all this stuff. But the moment that I made that thought, I thought, where did this belief come from that I don't like doing dishes? You know, I remember my mom saying it, I remember my brother saying it, but I never really adopted it in for myself. And the moment that I shed that belief, then it was gone. And I and I was doing the dishes. I just come in from the outside, and it was a it was a beautiful experience. You know, it was like that Zen moment where you're where you're you know, mopping the floor at the monastery. And what came from that is it's like I now I had this newfound joy for for like medial tasks. And then I can even remember a partner of mine that she was complaining about doing the dishes and I so resisted her reluctance of it because I, I don't want to adopt that belief again. Like, no, don't give me that belief back. And, uh, you know, and it's like, you have to fight for those things that you want. So that's my thought is, you know, understand what you're feeling and realize that Any step to mastery is practice, right? It's that growth mindset. It's not being perfect. It doesn't mean that you're going to do everything right with the way you respond with emotions. And I can promise you when you set boundaries, you're going to do it wrong. But you do it wrong so that you can heal. And when you heal, after you're done healing, you can actually come in and drop the boundaries because you realize that the person is not speaking from a place of knowledge or a place of care. Most of the time they're speaking from a place of wounding anyways. So it doesn't affect you that much. And that's all I would add is that, you know, adopt that growth mindset, practice, and get better at what we do. So thanks. thanks.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I I had a um, a client I used to work with who went through my program. He was frustrated because he was setting up an Airbnb and then always Cleaning sheets, doing medial tasks of just all the cleanup. And through doing this sort of emotional work, he we we tapped into the focus of what if you would just love creating a raving fan of those people and just setting the most amazing intention for that room or for that, you know, that that little bungalow he had as an Airbnb. And his intention so much towards every like the beds he was. Changing everything he was cleaning within the within the bungalow, it would just he would just put such loving intention to be like, I'm gonna make these people have an amazing stay. And the funny thing is, not only did that happen, and he focused on just creating real raving fans for the Airbnb, but he actually started cleaning his mum's house with the same intent, and he actually started really enjoying cleaning. And make and having that be a really cool intent of service similar to what you're saying with the dishes even though they're not your dishes like to have that focus of service shifts everything around doesn't it it's really cool I just want
1: to add one one little thing is you do it for yourself you do it because of the way that it makes you feel you choose how you want to feel and then when you make that choice um, it you feel good about it, right? It's like, you're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it because you feel good. You're in that space of of mastery. And when you are when you go on the self-awareness journey, like you'll think that you've got the Zen thing down and then somebody will come along and trigger you, right? It's like, and it happens every time. And it's, it's weird because eventually you get to the point where somebody will trigger you and you get excited because it's not, it's like, oh my gosh, it's not about them anymore. It's about you found something in me that got a response and and you're fascinated what is it right and so you're diving deep within yourself and once you untangle all those automatic responses you're, you're you're much less able to be triggered right and you can offer more grace to people but it's like i remember somebody triggering me in a big way and it's the more that i became at peace the more they escalated and it was it became super evident that the person i mean they had crossed this line of it was just evident that the way they were behaving is was not normal and it wasn't me and it was you know you just accept it and you say you can let it go then
0: Totally. Yeah. Ken Ken just said in the chat, we call that getting hit with Zen stick. So where, where's your Zen stick? Um, Like that's what we're on about. When, when you get triggered, once you process the emotion and once you start like gain some awareness for it, then, I mean, have appreciation for it. The moment you can have appreciation and gratitude for your triggers because it's helping you grow helping you go more deep um that's what i feel like is a a massive a massive insight it's just a huge different perspective it says okay where am i going to get triggered today and where's the opportunity and I say, I say that knowing that you don't want to go straight to a reframe to avoid the emotion. That can also happen, right? That can also happen. You don't want to go straight to a reframe. you like, I don't want to feel this thing. Okay, what can I think of that's positive? And okay, how can I appreciate this? Now feel the feeling first so you're not avoiding it. So you're not trying to fix, not trying to distract. Your mind will be sneaky like that. All you want to do is just feel the feeling, allow it to be there. And then as soon as you feel like, okay, I've dropped my resistance and I've dropped my judgment to the best of my ability, then you can start opening up and saying, okay, how can I have appreciation? I got some gratitude for this. How's this helping me grow? How's this helping me love more deeply? How's this helping me contribute at deeper levels? Because who I get to become? Especially everyone growing businesses, right? All makes sense. All right, I'll open up to a few more people in a minute, but we'll go to Renee first. Renee, how you doing?
2: Hey Tyson, how you doing? Good, I'm, good. I'm doing great. Yeah. Finally home, uh two cruises later, and I just got back uh actually late last night. So that was the fourth. Book launch, a third book launch, and then a fourth one's coming up in February for for the fourteenth for Valentine's Day and my birthday. So I'm launching my next book, so I'm excited about that. Um, you were talking about the emotional mastery, and it occurred to me with all the things that have been happening with uh, from December, from the first book launch and throughout till today, um, and my sister passing away right after the first book launch, when I was leaving on the airplane to go back to West, to go back East. And they called me on the airplane when I had to hang up the phone. Um, she passed away suddenly. And I just realized that I've been pushing it down, my emotions, how I've been feeling about her. She's only a year and a half younger than me. And she didn't take care of herself with diet sodas, and no water and uh um, um, she didn't drink or take drugs, but diabetic and sugar and taking medication from the doctors. And she didn't do Eastern medicine or, uh, you know, the the things that were natural. So things were packaged and things like that. So I pissed off at her. Uh, and it just occurred to me how upset I am now. Uh, I know I have a smile on my face, but what I want to do after this and after your next uh, uh, class after this, I probably am going to write a letter to her in heaven, and tell her how upset I am, in a loving way, of course, and as best I can, and how I've been living my actions. I live with God first family, and my sisters, my family, and then I have integrity, freedom, and liberty, and the word responsible is one of my key values. So I take responsibility for my actions, so I always put uh, let's see what should I say how should I say this it's it's uh, values in action that's what it values in action because I take responsibility for what I say I watch that I don't say my sister died so I can have pity I don't do that I just I said it here because I feel safe I, I think I've shared that with you before but all these this time now it's the, now it's the end of January uh, I haven't shared that till just right now that I'm upset that she died but I've been taking responsibility of not sharing anything like that, uh, of not sharing that I'm I'm upset with her, and uh, so 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 there's a quandary, and uh, of of letting it go. But I think with time, and uh, obviously loving myself more, putting myself at a place of uh, nurturing my little girl in me, and uh, missing that, missing the little girl, and missing my little sister. Playing with barbies and things like that and now we just grew apart as adults she's just totally different from me and uh, not into metaphysical uh, type of thinking or uh, physics or anything of that nature of going deep it's very surfacey and very reluctant in personal development had zero personal development so we're literally like opposites and it's been a struggle so i chose to to have a loving boundary around her and always treating her with respect, but allo- allowed her just to be and not telling her what to do. And now she died and and, and I just, uh, I'm upset about that. So uh, I think writing a letter to her would be, I think the best. So I just did myself diagnosis. If there's anyone who wants to chime in on that, um, and I don't wanna go too long so that somebody else can contribute their um, issues or whatever they have, you wanna say a little, Diddy or something you want to share that uh, that would be helpful. And I'm complete Tyson. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much. That's awesome. Thanks okay, for sharing. Thanks.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Ken, what do you have for us? I was just reflecting on uh, something that my uh, my Taoist teacher shared with me, and and he said, you know, you imagine someone standing on the on the shore of the ocean looking at this wave that's just rearing up and crashing down on them and the feeling of that, and then take that same wave and imagine a surfer who's looking forward to that wave because they've, they have practiced a skill that allows them to successfully navigate it. And in fact, the more skillful they become, the more excited they are about the more difficult waves. They see them as challenges. So, and they don't, they're not always successful, but they're, they're willing to engage in that mastery process, which is just simply a practice, you know, getting the reps in. And, and I always found that helpful because it's, you know, so often it's the perspective that we have and, you know, do we have a, an expanded perspective to hold whatever the challenge is, or are we seeing the challenges bigger than our perspective? That's when we tend to run into trouble. So, so that view has always been helpful to me
0: amazing so true hey and we're all going through the waves aren't we the metaphorical waves of of our challenges um there's just this this level of skill set just allows us to navigate it and even have a little bit of fun along the way like what we're suggesting can you have fun can you can you enjoy at some level going through the challenges and feeling the stress or the fear in your meditations, when you hold space for that inner five-year-old that's scared, hold space for the inner five-year-old that's freaking out, feels like they're dying. Once you hold that space and come from a, a deeper understanding and deep perspective, can you actually sort of, kind of enjoy the roller coaster of life? Right, the ups and downs, the t- the turns, the the things you expect, don't expect. Like there's only so much growth we can go through when everything's just okay. When everything matches the way your mind thinks it should be. No curveballs, no ups and downs, everything's just like nice and steady. How much growth is in that? Not much. Probably some, to be fair, but not, not too much compared to if you really take the opportunity to apply the skill set in challenging moments. Your elevation of growth is expanded. Do we feel that to be true? Yeah, totally. That's, what, that's how I feel. And I think when, if you do call to that, if you do answer that calling to go deeper, it means you're ready to elevate. If you have deep fear around finances relationships something health health wise living situation whatever it is life's calling you to more life's calling you to grow and to evolve at a a faster rate at a more rapid rate and when you are when you're feeling that when you're feeling that opportunity everything starts to change right and what do you have for us Hang on, you're on mute. One second.
4: There we go. What I initially had was has changed. <laughs>
0: okay.
4: So, Renee, thank you for sharing, because that's it's tough. It's hard. Um, and I can relate to where you're coming from. I've lost my mother at the age of 23 and two brothers at the age of five and eight. So, totally get it. And a lot of people don't know, like, there's no books written on this stuff, really. I mean, people have written books about grief, but... The process and the anger that you feel, it's all part of the grieving process. And the fact that you are who you are, you're able to, like you say, dive into it and process through it that much faster Put you so much further ahead because at five and eight, <laughs> I suppressed. When my mother passed at 23, suppressed even more because I mastered it. <laughs> so during my whole healing journey. I did a lot of healing during my adult life, but not a ton from my childhood. And I've had people try to tap into my childhood, because I've heard people say that when you experience a major trauma as a child, that's when you stop being a child. And I was like, that's BS? Like I had brothers that died when I was five, I was still a kid. But when I really started digging deep, and I still have work to do around their death, because so much was suppressed, that it's buried. So it takes a while to drum that stuff back up. But anybody who's tried to dive into my childhood, like I've gone into hypnosis and everything. And it's so deeply suppressed that I can't go back beyond, much beyond those ages. And I didn't realize it, but that's where my memory of childhood stops, is at their death. I don't remember being any younger other than pictures my my dad might have I don't remember much of it so the healing that I've done has been the bulk of what's gone on in my adult life and dealing with my mother's death and all of that stuff that comes with it because I suppressed hers decades it was decades before I dealt with any of that stuff so knowing what I know now and being able to feel and embody and Go through that whole process much faster now because I understand it. I was literally as Tyson was talking I was triggered last week and the minute I was triggered I was triggered by a friend of mine who's also done a ton of growth work so perfect person to trigger me (laughs) and I was literally able to sit in her trigger like what what caused she didn't know she did it she was just being her loving beautiful self but she hit a nerve in me and when I sat and processed it It took me back to my childhood of my other brother, who's only 15 months older than I am. (laughs) Him and I fought a lot as kids. We were closer now than we were back then. But it took me right back to the disrespect, the worthiness, the bitterness, like everything. So I was able to literally, when that happened last week, I was able to sit in it. I literally bawled my eyes out. (laughs) I was able to process it meditate on it, and then get in the shower and get on with my day. The heaviness still lingered, and I let it process. Like Tyson said, you let the ball float around you. But by the next day, it was like I just had the intention to release all day long. And by the next day, it was the gratitude set in. But I was able to message her later that day and tell her what had happened. And I was like, you have no idea. But <laughs> but we had a beautiful conversation over it where two, three years ago, that would have never happened. I would have not had a clue how to even process that, let alone how fast I was able to process it. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Tyson, for giving us this space because it brings up a lot. I do have a quick question though, because you've brought this up several times. I struggle with meditating in silence. My brain still wants to go. So I've done a lot of guided meditations because I can focus on the voice. And to try to focus on the breathing, the brain still wanders. So, any advice?
0: <laughs> yes, um, I get this question all the time. All the time. As soon as I share that I you know sit in silence for hours, some people just like how do you, how do you do that? And um, a lot of times I say, why can't you? They always give me the reason they always give me is nothing they can't lovingly accept. For example, they're like, Oh, my mind just races. I'm like, let it race, watch it race. Similar to how you'd watch your emotion and feel your emotion. Just observe your mind, letting observing your mind racing for an hour is so much more conscious than letting it run. You let your mind let your mind run for an hour without trying to make it stop it's the same it's the same with the emotion if it naturally comes down as a byproduct awesome if it keeps going <laughs> awesome just let it do its okay. thing um that's what i found as soon as i started meditating it was non-stop it was just you can't like. I would sit down in 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 the chair, and you might have be like, "You're an idiot. You're letting everyone down. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Everyone's relying on you. You're letting down your clients. You're not being responsible. You should be doing more income generating activities. All these things. And the more I just sat there, they came up along with the emotions, and then they started dissipating in their own time. And sometimes okay. they'd come back and move forward. And I just I just let it do its thing.
4: Like I got so excited, I made it five minutes one day where I just focused on my breathing. Like nothing was going on in here, and it was five minutes, and I was like, Woo-hoo.
0: "Cool, awesome!" So have a sell, have a little mini win. Um, have a little mini win when you do that, and build on moment, build on the wins, without necessarily getting overly excited. And here's why: when you're excited, <laughs> you're probably attached to the outcome. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't have that also be an outcome. Cause then the next time you'd be like, I didn't do that. Oh, what did I do wrong? So try and just <laughs> try and be okay with anything. Right. That may that, that yeah. means don't get overly, overly excited or overly disappointed. Just be okay with what is right. The more you're okay, okay. with what is there's no need to get overly excited or whatever. So I like <laughs> to say, take, take the wins cause you're building on momentum so take the wins, but have it be a subtle win. You know, hey. do we feel the difference? <laughs> it's like a subtle, it's like hey, a subtle, yeah. yes, that's awesome. Not, and without an overly excited, like, you know, I want that outcome to be, you know, my goal. We don't want the goal. Does that make right. sense?
4: Okay.
0: It does. <laughs> okay. Cool. It doesn't
4: help. I'm overly excited naturally. <laughs>
0: Oh, it might. It might. Nice, you might just you naturally really be that it. way. And if you're naturally that way, just let it go. If it's organic, right? Yeah. It's only if it's excited because of an outcome and result, because we don't want to get attached to the outcome and result. We want it to just, yeah. sometimes well, it well, still, happen, because sometimes it may not organically happen. Because like, right? yeah. yeah. If you're, yeah. if you're naturally excited and you're naturally an excitable person and it just organically flows through you, cause it's who and what you are. Let it, let it flow. Let it flow. <laughs>
4: sounds
0: good thank you cool hey reach out i'd I'd be happy to get on a quick chat because there's a few more things to my meditation journey that like really accelerated that as a practice for me so if you want to jump on and chat and brainstorm for a few minutes on what might be able to help then let's do that okay beautiful deanna i uh you reached out before and you wanted to contribute what do you have here for us
5: First an unmute button. Can you can I share my screen?
0: You can. Is it is I, a it,
5: little...
0: I sent you a message before. Is it gonna is it gonna take long?
5: Nope. It's ready.
0: Okay, cool. Um I can okay. make yeah, copy. I
5: have a tool that I created a few years ago that um I'm putting my email in there. If you want a copy of it, just email me. Say, send me this little tool. So I teach German new medicine, and it, it is the idea that we experience these unexpected shocks. No, it's not the idea. It's actually a science of why we get sick from shocks that catch us off guard. We adapt. Shocks are over. We readapt, and that's usually when we get sick. So when somebody comes to me and they have a symptom in their body and they're frustrated with it, or somebody in their life is stressing them out, we use some tools. It really is about just acknowledgement and um, breaking things down. So, all right. So everybody, let me just move this bar. Oops, wrong button. Okay. Can't talk and move things around. All right, my bar is in the way. Okay, this is what I called call first breath second breath um, Renee, as an example um, many prayers to your heart that hurts um, <laughs> thank you Thank you you did not lose you did not lose a battle it was not yours. Her journey was her journey
3: mm-hmm.
5: so I have the honor of singing at funerals so I've had hours and hours and hours of just a lot of reflection. So we think they died, we failed somehow. That's a natural response. So know that there's nothing that you could have done, her journey, her time, her experience, and it's just accepting it and being gentle with yourself would be my um, love to you. And I did put the book, um, Imagine Heaven, is a line. Thank Near death. Yeah. Thank you, Deanna for that. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you so much. Okay, it's so powerful. It got me connect. It it has a lot of different lessons. So anyway, so there's some some resources for us all. Okay. First breath. Second breath. This is basically um, an idea I got from the the book Power versus Force. It's the the levels of consciousness over here on the on the left. Darkness being, oh, there's nothing. Shame, like when people say shame on you, eh, just delete that. That is literally, you're putting up a, a curse on somebody to be a low vibration. That person does not need a low vibration if they're being bad. They need a blessing. So just a little powerlessness is somebody is just like, I have, I'm almost worthless here. So fear, rage, rage is a little bit more. We got a little energy, Um, anger, courage. Courage is a really interesting vibration because it's, I know I have a problem. I don't quite have a solution, but I think I can. It's that tipping point. So neutrality is when you can look at something and just be neutral about it. Um, when When I teach people to um understand their body or deal with the situation we use these levels and my business is called up your vibe so the further up we can get the quicker we can have solutions and be able to maintain our high vibration which is that's that's what we're supposed to be we're human beings we're supposed to be just love that's all but then there's life (laughs) all kinds of shocks so um When something happens, something catches us off guard. The moment it happens, we cannot stop it. Like, however, our, our, our psyche is basically perceiving the world, but our thinking brain gets going right away. So however that gets perceived, we don't really have a choice in the first breath. So you may have, I can't believe what they did, what they saw, what this email is. I can't believe they didn't pay me. I can't believe whatever, whatever that story is, some kind of shocking event, or I can't believe I'm sick. I can't believe I'm having these heart palpitations, whether it's an outside event or an internal. So the moment you recognize whether it's your first gasp and you start running running the brain and you're 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 going really fast as soon as you stop and realize okay there was a shock you could call it whatever there was a situation i call i explained to my grandkids there was a situation going on so then your next breath is purposeful so you can just stop take that second breath or whatever it is if it's 10 11 12 it doesn't matter as soon as you recognize I'm triggered I can stop I can breathe I can take a moment now before after I created this in something Tyson said earlier about accepting and being with it like it's not like oh I'm just gonna laugh it off although that is a skill set that you can do when you've done your work but I, I call it the old story and new story. The only reason why you got triggered is because there was an event that happened prior to that moment that reminds you of that. Or there's a cultural belief, like we're not supposed to, um, I'm gonna use death. Death is a big shocker. One of the principles I teach when when we understand that, um, We're never broken. And well, I can't even go into that. Eh, Stay tuned. (laughs) So once you realize that I'm triggered, I have an emotion that's, we'll call it below the line. And I use these two phrases. Oh, that's very interesting. I'm really curious about that. Because then you're a witness to something. You're not in it you're just like, okay, that's really interesting. I'm really curious why that person would do that. My values don't, but they might not have my values. So there's where you kind of work the change the perspective. Or why am I triggered by that? Why did I get triggered? Because obviously I'm pretty calm, cool, and collected most often, but what's in me that triggered that? So we get to sit with it and find the root and just a little fair warning. When you find a childhood trauma, you don't necessarily have to dig it up and it's not always the best idea to dig up an old root. You can notice, realize that that situation was not of your making, whatever that scenario is, acknowledge that it's playing a role here but you can change the old story to a new story with your mature personality now like you couldn't make a decision when you were three or five or seven you couldn't change perspective but as a 58 year old I can change any perspective of the past what a powerful position to be in
0: Hey, Deanne, I'm just going to have to uh, interrupt there because we have four minutes left before yes, we jump off of this. that's all we got. Well, um, <laughs> so is that the main takeaway is the, the two breaths, the one that's more curious, one that's more you know observing and then moving towards acceptance?
5: Yep, the old story, the new story, acceptance and raise your vibration to choose, choose one. Okay. I like laughter.
0: Beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> we can have a little rapid round because we've got eight minutes until the collaborative call starts. So I'd like to have a little bit of a window for us to um, take a breather for those who want to jump on the collaborative call. Next show of hands. Anyone else want to ask questions, contribute something quickly, Philip, go for it. Hang on. I'll I'll, uh, ask you to unmute one second. Can you see the enemy button? There you
6: go. Yeah, I got it. We're good. We're good. Can you hear me? You can hear me, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, no, it goes along the same lines of what we're saying. Um, I just had my sister pass away. She was 43 years old and yeah, I've dealt with the horrors of humanity I've seen firsthand what war can do and I guess I, have learned to deal with grief differently because now that I understand my emotions and what they, and that I have that control over them. I don't have to react to everything I used to, and it caused me pain and suffering. And because, and I liked what you said earlier with getting, you're going to hurt until you learn the lesson. That I give you kudos on that one. Cause that's true. Cause Hey, if you don't listen now, go ahead. When you bust your head open and then you'll realize, Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. But to the most part, it's being able to, get from that warrior mindset into now one of love and understanding and knowing that I can't control anybody else. It's not my responsibility to make you happy. You got to make yourself happy first because no one can make you happy. They make you feel happy. And that's a that's something that I never knew because in the generation I grew up in, you kept it shut because you. there was a lot of homophobia, there's uh, feminism, there's all kinds of things that interject into that. But now that I see that, I don't have to find anybody. How about, you know what? I know you're of love. Why can't we just share that positive energy? And get people to understand we don't need to fight because fighting there's no winners because it's who lost the least because at some way or another you cause trauma or you're part of trauma and that's what she couldn't understand and she self-medicated and she went to a uh a point where she externalized everything. But yet, I mean, on the surface, work and friends and everything, they didn't know that she was imploding on the inside because all her energy went outward. And she was so selfless that she became negligent because she was raising her kids and everything and we pick up the bottle because the bottle's easy. But it's understanding why are you doing that, and that emotion that it carries, and everything. In instead of projecting out all that love, bring it internal, and it's like a nuclear explosion. Because everything on the surface is just surface, but if you bring it internal, it intensifies, and that energy changes the feelings and everything in the room. And know those that are affected because hey, we all get to share this moment in time. And thank you for your stories. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
0: yeah, thanks, Phil. Oh, that's awesome. Beautiful share. Thanks for sharing that because it, it, I mean, everyone sort of has a has their challenges. And I like to always think that different challenges offer different perspectives, and it gives us all different perspectives on life that allow us to view things in a different way, and that's what we're all about. We'll leave it there, everyone, as a, uh, a bit of a wrap. I'll put the uh, link to the, the collaborative call in the chat here. If you guys want to jump on in a few minutes and have a have a way to meet everyone, have a way to collaborate and find, just create ways to help each other grow online in our businesses, then that's, that's the event to be in. Thank you very much for all being here. If you guys have any other questions uh, around the Serving Circle, around the events we run, anything like that, reach out to me on Facebook. Happy to be there and be of service. But thanks for being here, everyone. Um, I'll see you same day and time next week, okay? Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question how may i serve it's on our weekly zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success so just search the serving circle in your facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal take care now